just, I never thought I'd see two dead donkeys. And they were so neatly put in a row, too. And it was, like, such a <laughs> a strange thing. It was, like, whoever hit them, like, drugged them and was, like, just, I'll place them nicely right here. <laughs> <laughs> Makes them, like, hugging. Oh. But, like, uh, I did a little research and apparently, um, like, a motorcyclist, uh, like, five years ago was just barreling down this road. Because it's, like, where it's, like, mountains on each side and, like, a real thin road. Yeah. You can't really see. He, like, just straight up ran right into one that killed them both. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's no joke, dude. Donkey butts. They call that a donkey punch. No, I'm just kidding. That's oh, really my God. That is Shame. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of dead animals, Ooh. welcome to Ooh. Under the Pendulum. I'm Chris. <laughs> Here, as always, is Heather. Hello. And Caitlin from Los Angeles. Yo, what's up? What's up? Dead donkey <laughs> capital of the world, man. Dead donkey capital of the world. <laughs> 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 I, no, I, I mentioned uh, dead animals because that's going to be a big theme in one of my um, sections here in this episode. Oh. You know, this is the first episode I don't know what we're talking about at all. Oh, I know. Oh. It's just, it's kind of what we do. Crazy. No pondering for Caitlin. No, nothing. Nope. I'm just nope. coming in, coming in cold, coming in hot. Blindsided like a cyclist <laughs> hitting a donkey. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we're the cyclist, you're the donkey. Okay. I don't like that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Perverts. Filth. <laughs> Filth. <laughs> so why are we talking about dead animals? In today's episode, we're going to be discussing strange weather occurrences and phenomenon. And now I know that doesn't sound like it correlates, but you just wait. It will. <laughs> are you talking about when... Uh, a kitten dresses up like a newscaster or a weatherman and presents the news to us. And he's so hated by the community that he gets I would shot. I that. No. <laughs> he would be just as accurate, probably. Yeah, really. A thousand times cuter. I just, I saw a clip of a news reporter the other day where he just like, he he has a really weird uh, cadence in the way he speaks, and he's just so like they they are like oh and you're on and he's like yeah hello there, <laughs> <laughs> and then he speaks completely normal the rest of the time. That, that's that's that that sounds like the opening of somebody who's practiced in the mirror for like several hours. Oh yeah, he was. <laughs> Yeah, that was odd. And that's what, and that's that's what he na- he fell on, I guess. Zero to a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is gonna be kind of a, a weird one, but um, you know, I guess part of our whole thing is we do weird stuff, not just horror stuff. You know, the strange, yeah. bizarre. Um. So yeah, both Heather and I will be telling. We'll be talking about two different instances of really strange weather phenomena each. Get so, four coming right at you. Yeah, man. Oh, God, I'm scared. I don't have a shelter. <laughs> I don't have a flotation device. <laughs> I don't I don't know if there's enough doorway. <laughs> I don't you even are, have any, like, galoshes. You oh are legally required to have a flotation device while listening to this episode. Oh, shit, you guys. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess, Heather, you want to start us off here? Or? Yes, yes. I'm going to start us off with skyquakes. Fuck yeah. So back in 2011, there was a rash of viral videos going around that documented strange and ominous noises coming seemingly from nowhere out of the sky. I don't know if you guys have seen these. Um, I, I've no. seen a video or t- I think I've seen a video or two. Skyquakes. Skyquakes, <laughs> not sky cakes. No. I was going to say that sounds like a vaping company or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Skyquakes. Skyquakes. <laughs> well, listeners, if you haven't seen these either, I encourage you to pause and go watch a couple of them before we proceed. Uh, just search Sky Trumpets and prepare oh, to shudder. Yes, I do know what you're talking about. The trumpets where it just sounds like a... I don't know, just like something from the movie Gladiator. It or sounds like, some like kind of apocalyptic thing y- coming. Yeah, yeah. The, the coming of the four horsemen kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's it does sound. It's very unsettling. Very scary. Yeah. yeah. 
if anybody who checks it out already knows, it's like just imagine you're just out and you just start hearing it, and it, it it's just Ugh. like fuck, dude. What the like, hell? Yeah. like Cthulhu's gonna come or some kind of giant arm that's bigger than <laughs> like that's like four Godzillas, like just yeah. the arm, some money Python style arm, just like come out. <laughs> <Foot>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I'm gonna get back to these videos a little bit later. But, as we mentioned, to say the sounds are unnerving is an understatement. I was really terrified the first time I saw these videos back when I discovered them in 2013. I remember where I was when I was watching them. It was, it was crazy. Everybody remembers where they were when you, <laughs> for, when you first heard us. Where were you when you heard <laughs> skyquakes? Ah, <laughs> uh, Good South Park one. <laughs> Well, skyquakes are nothing new. In fact, different variations of this phenomena have been heard all over the world for centuries. Each country has their own name for them. And again, in under the pendulum fashion, I'm probably going to butcher these pronunciations. So that's what we me. do best. <laughs> so here don't we worry. go. I'll have my turn too, so don't, don't feel bad. <laughs> so in Japan, they call it uminari, or cries from the sea. In the Netherlands, oh. they're called mistpuffer. In the Philippines, they're called retumbos. In France, they're called bombs de mer, oh, that and so on. Cool. Yeah. That's are weird. there translations for a lot of those? Or are they just like just simply a word, kind of like I don't know, like Angelica or something like that? Um, well, the Netherlands word, I think it was his own thing. Um, but uminari was cries from the sea. Yeah, it translates to, and then I think a couple of them pertain to to like the sea or a body of water. Mm. Nice. I see. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a widespread phenomena and the causes range from the very explainable to the mysterious. Interestingly, many of these occurrences happen along bodies of water or desolate desert settings. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So scientists have come up with all sorts of theories for the causes of these sounds. Coronal mass ejections, which are, you know, like kind of Sun, sun farts, basically. <laughs> sun farts. I think I, I, I have the title of the episode now. Yeah, I was going to say, whenever I get a sunburn next, I'll be like, mm, goddamn sun farts, man. Fucking sun farts, man. <laughs> so, coronal mass ejections, shallow earthquakes, gas escaping from the depths of the earth, sonic booms from meteors, military aircraft sonic booms, Magnetic resonance, underwater cave collapses, and many more hits. Toots and poots, spirit of Duke Smellington. (laughs) (laughs) Penny biscuits, I'm sorry. (laughs) But despite all these really theories, um, the phenomena is still pretty mysterious. Now here in America, there are a few places that have an interesting history with skyquakes. In Moodus, Connecticut. There is a town named after the indigenous people's word, Maki Mudas, meaning place of bad noises. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. smells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bog of eternal stench. Right. Not the place bog. Of bad smell. <laughs> God, that, that, um, that scene always is, that sounds so fucking gross. I know. I love it. It's been so oh, yeah. fun to make. Yeah. Uh, just like fart noises. I know. It's like Hitchcock level, like cherry picking those. Fart noises. <laughs> yeah, that that was probably the best day in that Foley artist's oh, you know, life. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Low rumbling and crashing noises have persisted in the small area surrounding Mount Tom, where the noises were believed to emanate from. The indigenous people thought that the sounds came from the god Hobomoko, who was speaking to them from a mountain cave. The settlers, of course, thought it was the work of the devil. In a much stranger tale, a local folklore story tells of a Dr. Steele, who in 1760 was sent from England to remove the curse of the noises. Oh, <laughs> was he now? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Steele believed the noise came from the Great Carbuncle, <laughs> a bewitched pearl that guarded the mountain cave that the noise was coming from. Steele managed to get the pearl, but on his voyage back to England, the ship sank and the pearl went down with it where it cries from the depths of the ocean. (laughs) Oh, okay. Sadly, the explanation is not the work of evil spirits or haunted gemstones. 
The sounds have been scientifically proven to come from micro earthquakes. Oh, cool! I'll, I'll be interested to hear how that how they think that works. Yeah, I you know there was a whole there. Uh, I was looking at a poster from the Moodis uh, Park, and they were giving like the whole history of Maki Moodis, and then how the town came to be, all the different folklore having to do with uh, Mount Tom, and I think it just came down to really. There's a lot of seismic activity going on in that area, like some shallow earthquakes. Oh, okay. And then from what I remember reading, I think there was like somewhat of a major earthquake um, not too long ago there. So it's just um, a lot of tectonic actions just happening in that area, I guess. Yeah. And I guess it's making these sounds um, because, you know, Connecticut is really close to the water or really basically on the water for the most part. So, Mm-mm. well, in North Carolina, we have the Seneca guns. Hell yeah. <laughs> These are mysterious booming noises that have been likened to the shot of a cannon or a clap of thunder and have been reported in upstate New York since the 1850s. Now, I read something interesting, too, is um, back around the time of the Civil War, you know, these were going on because it's been going on since the 1850s. They thought it was um, a premonition of sorts of the war to come because they heard these Seneca guns going off. Oh, okay. And, they, and then the battle started and they're like, oh, that was, that was the premonition of, of this battle to come. There's some like grandpa that's like sitting on his porch from like the Revolutionary War or something, and he just gets up and he's all like, "Oh, time to go! <laughs> oh, they're calling me again! They're calling again!" <laughs> no, but th- but actually, that's a really um, with with a lot of the strange weather phenomenon. That's um, going to be a, a kind of a a reoccurring thing we see, especially when people don't understand like the the mechanisms of of, like how these occur naturally yeah um yeah there's all sorts of supernatural um explanations that they try to try to pin to these i mean like and premonitions of of cataclysmic events is um is a big one you know that's something i'll I'll definitely mention in a couple of mine yeah yeah and i think it even holds true today honestly sure oh yeah with uh with the more um woo-woo people (laughs) <laughs> woo-woo, evangelical, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Am I a woo-woo person? I mean, I believe in ghosts and like no. stuff like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was about to be like woo-woo 100%. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, when I think of woo-woo people, it's like they're usually, I find them very annoying sometimes. Sometimes. You know? Yeah. It's, there's I think everyone between, has their, yeah. their own definition of woo-woo, but That's it's true. usually pretty extreme. Yeah, I know like exactly a, a, what you mean. It's not like a belief in the supernatural for me. Like woo woo, it's more like, you know, I don't know, just like it's like crystals and and you know, like oh man, energy. Which you know, I mean, I'm not gonna like totally knock it, but it's just you know. Well, it's just crazy too. Like the real quick, like the intersection of woo woo that's happening right now, where it was like the 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 crystal hippies and the like reptilian believing people, and also like. Planned Parenthood's making an army of super blah 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 with all these like they've they've merged together and it's the most like confusing crazy fucking thing ever. Sure, sure, yeah. Or it's yeah. people who are who are like you know, man, we could just have have world peace if everybody just grabbed a piece of amethyst and like put it on their forehead. I know or, it's like or whatever the fuck. You're not gonna know. cure your brain cancer with amethyst, Mary. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's some super saiyan woo woo. Super <laughs> <sick>. <laughs> That's good. Well, scientists have not been able to pinpoint exactly what the cause for the Seneca gun sounds are, but there are certainly a few theories ranging from, again, micro-earthquakes. Though scientists have not actually been able to get seismic measurements of this, to underground methane buildups that explode with pressure. Mm. Mm-hmm. Earth farts. Ground farts. <laughs> Earth is just hurt. It's like, oh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh, I got, got this buildup. <laughs> well, the booms have been loud enough to shake houses and scare residents. But the definitive answer to the cause of this is unknown. Mm. If I had now, a nickel for every time I've heard that. <laughs> right. Now, in Ontario, Canada, there was the Windsor hum. 
In 2011, residents of Windsor started hearing a low-frequency rumbling noise that would shake residents' houses and scare family pets. Residents would never know when the humming would start and how long it would last. Again, many theories were made on the origin of the hum, everything from UFOs to secret government tunneling operations. Another odd thing about this was that not all residents could hear it, but those that could suffered ill effects mentally and physically. Interesting. They come to right. find out it's just that fucking crash, t- t- the crash test dummy song. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and only some people can hear it. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, well, when COVID shut down the world in 2020, the humming just stopped. <gasps> it turns out that when the steel factory on Zug Island, right across the Canadian border in Michigan ceased operations, they shut down their blast furnaces. Once the furnaces stopped running, the humming noise stopped too. Oh no, they didn't shut down Zug Island. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like something from like Spy Kids or something. Like, that's so silly. (laughs) (laughs) It's, and there are people that are still adamantly like conspiracy theory mode with this. They're like, oh, that's just what they want you to think, you know. It's just what they want you to think. mm -hmm. Aliens and government cover-ups. And there's a hole in the moon, and it's, you know... (laughs) Hologram. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thankfully, the steel factory decided to relocate after this shutdown. And hopefully, Windsor's residents will be able to rest easy from now on. There are tons of cases like these. In Taos, New Mexico, there has been a (gasps) low-frequency hum that has persisted since at least the early 90s. Shout out to Taos, I love Taos. (laughs) (laughs) And again, only certain people can hear this hum. And this brings us to a very different discussion, because I wanted to briefly mention the phenomenon called the world hum. Because in my research, localized hums, such as skyquake occurrences that could be heard by all or most anyone in the vicinity of the incident, seem to coincide with this widespread affliction that affects only a small percentage of people throughout the entire world. Oh. Thousands of people globally have reported hearing a constant low-frequency hum that they cannot escape. These people are called the hum hearers. And Dr. Glenn McPherson is one of these hearers. He estimates that 2 to 4% of the world's population experience this persistent noise, and he has made it his life's mission to get to the bottom of it. You know, I, I think <laughs> I watched a thing about this one time. And this yeah. guy, like, it was like he lived in the city and he it just like, I can't remember if it was a man or a woman, but they just couldn't take it anymore. So they basically like. Moved to caves. Yeah, moved to a cave. Yeah, they did, there's a documentary about two French women that did that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that must mm-hmm. be it. That must be what I'm thinking of. What was I going to say? What are they called? Hum hears? Yeah. Hum hears. And they only hear the tune of We Are the World, and that drives them crazy. No. God. Yeah. (laughs) In an interview on the YouTube channel Night Docs, Dr. McPherson details the research he's done and the many theories he's eliminated as... And the many theories he's eliminated. I can't say that word. (laughs) (laughs) And the many theories he's eliminated. uh, Eliminated. Eliminated. eliminated and the eliminated. many theories he's eliminated yeah. as to what is causing the sound <laughs> you eliminate that elimination word <laughs> i should have just changed it to ruled out and yeah, saved everyone the pain no <laughs> elimination sounds like a type of bean or something uh, it's got uh, so much goodness to I it i think i think the i think they like to hear a struggle yeah yeah totally i like to to hear you struggle so they must nice Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. That's nah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it seems that the most plausible explanation for this is a low-frequency tinnitus. However, since there has been virtually no research done outside his own on this medical condition, he's still searching for definitive answers. So when I'm hungry for chicken nuggies, <laughs> would you call that tendinitis? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I got tendinitis right now. Sorry. That sounds so good. Um, So what is is, uh, tinnitus? It's the ringing in your ears. Yeah, like a lot of musicians get it. Like they have it for life and they 
yeah. they mention it, but they just like you, you just see it in their eyes that it's just terrible. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I just I guess I didn't. I have know. it right now. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. See, that's How why about I'm, that? I'm so glad that I, you know, was an artist and I didn't, you know, fuck be, up my ears or be anything. around loud amps. Yeah. I get but you. now I'm going to have carpal tunnel and arthritis. Yeah. So it's fine. <laughs> so, okay. So, so that's kind of cool though. Right. So it, so, so these, it just kind of this constant tinnitus that's happening. It's caused by yeah, like, possibly like low, low frequency. frequency. Interesting. Because usually tinnitus is very high pitched, like, ee- and yeah, some people yeah. like, like a lot of cases have tinnitus high frequency like they have it all the time it doesn't go away mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah i mean like i i must have it all the time because the moment i start thinking about it i hear it so Dang, really <laughs> yeah that's crazy yeah i can hear it right now when you think about your but when you think about your butt does your butt hurt no oh. yes yes <laughs> 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 hot, 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 hot. <laughs> well, skyquakes are a real phenomenon that have no one answer. There are way more examples of this than I can mention, and they all come with their own unique stories. Now, depending on where they occur, the cause for them varies from place to place. Although we don't have a conclusive explanation for each one, it is probably safe to say that the causes for each are natural and are probably nothing paranormal or destructive, no matter how frightening they may seem. Now back to the videos I mentioned at the beginning of this segment. Back in 2011, when these started popping up, people were terrified. 2012 was approaching and many people were scared that the end of the world was nigh. Frightened, God-fearing people thought these sounds were truly signs of the apocalypse, comparing them to the passage detailed in Revelations 8.3, that seven trumpets. Oh, yes, seven trumpets, yes. Yeah. Yeah, 2012 was the only year in my in my life that I was actually like, oh, this is concerning, like this is actually a possibility. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah people were, were freaking out, man. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well... It turns out that many or even most of these videos coming out at this time were nothing more than video creepypastas. A YouTuber named Turbo Daily debunked these videos. He compared the ominous noises from each of the videos and found that the sound clips were all exactly the same. Mm. You could hear like the same chirp of a bird and like the same honk of a horn like over these noises. The noises were in fact taken from the movies Red State and War of the Worlds. I was just about oh to mention Red God. State. It's like it's a big part of the end in Red State. Yeah. Actually, and it was a like very that, good movie, by the way. Yeah, it is. It's like that principle and like throughout history, especially with like, um, you know, religious, religious organizations or cults or whatever. It's like they may genuinely believe these things and they. Mm-hmm are comfortable with making up a lie or fabricating, you know, either graphics or videos or something just mm-hmm. to push along their beliefs. And like, oh, sure. I'm sure that that's part of it. And probably the guy that debunked it was like scared somebody in his life. And he's like, God damn it, not in my watch. <laughs> he's just some like dude sitting in his living room, like debunking all sorts of stuff on his channel. Really You're not going to scare my grandma. Yeah. That's right. Damn it. <laughs> So uh, they're mostly a hoax. You know, there's skyquakes are real, but these particular things, the ones that got me were all fabricated. So uh, I, I just thought that was interesting because that's really so, kind of what what's that? Oh, no, I was just going to ask, like with the like with skyquakes, is it? Um, yeah, because, you know, they were saying like it's from earthquakes. Is that just like a a, a sound that it's so it's so deep and like, I guess, monumentous, like that it it just makes a huge echo that kind of just like yeah it just out. resonates in in it seems oh, okay. like in the atmosphere like we don't oh, really yeah. know how to 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 place it so it seems like sure. it's coming from the sky that's yeah that be yeah that that i mean that would seem logical i guess yeah i mean i even saw a video where someone was hearing some really disturbing noises and they approached a construction crew working on a wide open space in the middle of a yeah. forest <laughs> Man, so. I I kid you not, the other day there was a garbage truck in my neighborhood and it the squeaking of it sounded like children screaming. Oh my god. 
<laughs> and I thought that there were kids in my neighborhood screaming for a moment and it really just like shocked oh me and I'm like, what am I going to do about this? Like, it's, it's yeah. like you find out you're not wrong. Like you look out and it's the trash ready. Like waves that he's like throwing a kid in the back of the This <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is garbage truck full of screaming children. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, well, that's cool, man. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I knew about that video, but I never knew if it was actually, I never looked up if it was real or anything, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, that's freaky. Yeah, it mm-hmm. sent me on a, a, a couple month obsession. And oh, back yeah. then when I first saw him, you know, there was really not a whole lot of info out about it. So, Isn't that know, kind I, of an amazing like thing that we're constantly um experiencing like these days is, you know, kind of remembering all these instances of not having access to things even though the internet was around yeah like Mm -hmm. it just wasn't published and stuff like that and i'm like slowly remembering lots and lots of instances where like oh now that information is available that's crazy yeah Yeah, i mean mean, when we were younger it was just kind of in its infancy as far as like i don't know widespread you know Mm -hmm. i mean every piece of knowledge at your fingertips i mean a lot of things are still being digitized to this day you know yeah, I remember the first time someone told me about YouTube, I didn't believe them. <laughs> you, you what? What? Like every video ever? Every, no. Every <laughs> Good Josh and me. There's a man Josh sitting on balloons. What? <laughs> For free. I don't think so. For free? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that was cool, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I took a little different approach with mine, but... Should be pretty cool. It's fucking sweet. It's pretty metal. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. So I chose Blood Rain. Oh, Temple of Blood, 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 Blood. <laughs> so the first known mention of Blood Rain in historical literature is from Homer around the 8th century BC in his work, The Iliad. So I'm going to read that um, passage from The Iliad. Uh, yeah. This is from the W.H.D. Rouse translation. And just for a little setup, uh, Sarpedon was a son of Zeus who is fated to be killed by uh, Patroclus, who's Achilles' best friend and lover. So okay. Zeus was debating on whether to save his son from death, but Hera reminds him that children of the other gods were also fighting and dying in the Trojan War as well. And Zeus had also said no one should get involved, none of the gods should get involved. So yeah. Zeus lets the events unfold, but he shows his grief. So, quote, The father of men and gods agreed that this was right, but he sent a shower of bloody raindrops upon the earth in honor of his dear son, whom Patroclus was destined to kill on Trojan soil, far from his native land. Dang. Zeus is a drama queen, always. Such a drama queen. And a a rapist, and a weirdo, and totally vain. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it, Zeus. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he, Hera is pretty bad too, but you know, oh yeah, Zeus is Zeus is uh, all all, all the gods are kind of just fucking assholes, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. most most of them anyway. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, there are other like you know Greek and and other writings that kind of mention blood rain as well. Um, it usually in like a literary treatment, um, symbology. But, mm-hmm. But uh, outside literary works in Plutarch's The Parallel Lives, which was written around the 1st or 2nd century CE, he mentions blood rain as a bad omen early in Rome's history when the mythic Romulus was still alive. And here's that passage from The Life of Romulus. Quote, A plague fell upon the land, bringing sudden death without previous sickness upon the people, and afflicting the crops with unfruitfulness and the cattle with barrenness. There was a rain of blood also in the city, so that many superstitious fears were added to their unavoidable sufferings, unquote. Good day. So, and there are other prominent Romans who recorded blood rain occurring. Uh, Cicero mentions it happening, um, as well as Pliny in his work, The Natural History, um, where he tells us that he that it rained blood and milk Ugh. at one Gross. time. So maybe, maybe there's a chance there's some chocolate rain. Chocolate rain. <laughs> I was just, I was just wondering about that. Maybe. Got some milk on the horizon. Ooh, yeah. Can you, can you mix it together? Can you mix it together? <laughs> get some chocolate. 
So uh, Livy mentions it also in 181 BCE that a shower of blood fell when the Roman Senate was convened. Quote, in the precinct of Vulcan in Concord, there was a shower of blood. Being disturbed by these prodigies and deaths, the fathers decreed both that the consuls should sacrifice full-grown victims to whatever gods seemed proper, unquote. Okay. So Jeffrey of Monmouth wrote about it in the 12th century. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's just, it's a re, uh, common reoccurring um, literary trope and, and yeah. symbolism that we see. Mm-hmm. So blood rain in its many literary forms often accompanies or is the pretense of bad omens, the anger of gods, or the coming of cataclysmic events. But it was also recorded as a real phenomenon, especially during the Renaissance. That's where we probably get a lot of mentions of it. Okay. So aside from people like Pliny and others who tried to find natural explanations, uh, many thought it was actually blood. Yeah. Because it, it could actually be quite thick. Man, that's Ooh. rough in a, in a medieval renaissance mind. Oh, oh yeah. Like during the plague years and just fucking, you oh, know, God. Like, like this blood rain starts pouring down. You're just like. Somebody just like throws their hussy daughter <laughs> out into the blood rain. And it's like, look what you got. <laughs> like kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Smearing it all over their face. And oh, stuff. no. <laughs> <laughs> So it wasn't until the 17th century that scientists began to study the phenomenon. Giuseppe Maria Giovane, Giovane, Giuseppe Maria Giovane. Eh. So he theorized in the early 19th century that the blood rain was either caused by particles from a volcanic explosion or that matter was being swept up by winds or vapors into the atmospheric circulation. And it wasn't until 2001 when red rain was reported in Kerala, India. Um, And that's when this phenomenon really gained uh, international attention. So from 2001 and into 2002, monsoon rains occasionally fell with a red color, dark enough to stain clothing. Other strange colors included yellow and green. So the causes of blood rain are not universally agreed upon, but the most prevailing theories are that red sand or dust is carried by violent winds and deposited into the atmosphere, which later either falls as dust or gets mixed with water droplets, um, causing red red rain. Okay. Nice. So the sand or dust is believed to contain iron oxide, which gives it its red coloration. I'm just nope. seeing flashes from the movie Street Trash where everybody's exploding into different colors and stuff. <laughs> have, you, have y'all had the pleasure of that one? Yes. I've, I've heard about it. I have not seen it yet. Oh, it's, you just, just got to see know. the toilet clip and then you're it's fine. Gross. You don't need to see the movie. Oh, uh, okay. It's well, now, I feel, now I feel like I kind of got to see it. Dick and There's balls just a football. stupid rape thing. What's that? Dick and balls football. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well that that's got to go on the list then I'll have to, yeah. have to watch it yeah. so to have the blood rain leave the red residue brief showers are needed as these short bursts carry the highest concentration of that sand or dust yeah so it's rare for blood rain or red rain to occur but it more often happens in places like Spain and France due to its proximity to the Sahara but sands and dust from the Arabian Peninsula can also be carried a great distance by wind, which I think is what occurred in India. Yeah. So another dominant theory that was established in the case of Kerala was a biological explanation. Mm-hmm. So one do- one scientist thought that spores of a green microalgae called tretipolia. Uh, yeah, I think that's how you say it. Tretipolia. Yeah. Um, but th- they become airborne and disperse into lower strata clouds, which carry the spores thousands of miles. And through some change, either chemical or environmental, the spores turn red, the turn the rain red, or turn them other colors. So that's why we might get a yellow or a green as well. Interesting. Yeah. So you know the explanations for blood rain are not as metal or apocalyptic as you know I'd like. Um, yeah. But it is a phenomenon that might have given us some of the best literary imagery and a really kick-ass Slayer song. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. And a White Stripe song, but that's not, you know, oh, yeah. that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, um, if you ever see pictures, like, it can look, it can, it can look, like, 
straight up like blood. It's it can be really thick and nice. and yeah, it'll it'll spoopy. pool in puddles and stain people's clothes. Ooh. So they'll look yeah. all yeah, it's crazy. It'd be alarming. Ooh. Oh fuck yeah, dude! If you didn't know what the hell was going, oh, especially yeah. back then, I mean that's got to be. <laughs> It's kind of like the new Evil Dead they did where there was blood rain. That yeah. was pretty great. That oh, was, dude. That was hell beautifully yeah. shot, too. Oh, I, I know. I love that movie. I got to watch it again. I love it so yeah, much. It's gorgeous. It yeah. is. Yeah, man. Oh, it's great, fucking and Great just, reboot. Just, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's a little rough, too. It's it's, it's good, man. Oh, that, yeah. that box cutter in the tongue, man. That was, that was some good <laughs> shit. I like the that turkey slicer in the arm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I remember that. God, yeah, man. And that guy who just <laughs> yeah. would not fucking die. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, my next one is we're gonna keep with the rain pattern. Uh, I'm gonna talk about the Kentucky meat shower. And this is not this is not an entry on the Urban Dictionary. This is a real thing say, that, that happened. Like some kind of weird move during the Kentucky <laughs> Derby or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's in the Kama Sutra. I don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, so you, you're at the Kentucky Derby, and like you know, you've got your hat on. <laughs> oh you my can god! Leave your hat on. <laughs> so, so I, I've heard of, of of this. I've just I don't I know nothing about it. So this is gonna be very interesting. It, yeah, it's it's captured my imagination ever since I heard of it. So. <laughs> It's it's a fun one. <laughs> nice. So, on a clear and sunny morning on March 3rd, 1876, Mrs. Allen Crouch was out on the front porch of her farmhouse in Olympia Springs, Kentucky. She was busy making soap and suddenly stopped as she looked out mm-hmm. onto her yard in growing horror. Large unidentified hunks of something were falling from the sky in large quantities, <laughs> slapping against the ground when they hit. Mrs. Crouch called out to her husband to come and witness the weird shower for himself. And for the next few minutes, fleshy chunks fell onto the Crouch's yard, covering an area of 100 by 50 yards of their property. That's fucked up. And, you know, there's no beaches around, so it can't be like some like horrible cops exploding a whale again like they did in the 70s. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Texans were just like, why not here? (laughs) Now, after the showering stopped, the couple went to investigate. Upon closer inspection, they realized that the fallen substance resembled fresh beef. And although most of the pieces were no larger than fat snowflakes, there were some pieces that were up to three by three or four by four inches wide. We don't we don't weigh shame snowflakes around here. Fat snowflakes. <laughs> fat. Oh, that sounds like some that sounds like some good fodder for Fox. For what? These, these for Fox News. Oh. <laughs> oh, these fat snowflakes. <laughs> yeah. Well, by the Crouch's calculations, the cumula- cumulative total of the meat was a horse wagon full. So what's a meat. horse wagon? One of those wagons that you put on a, a horse. Like a, like a, like a, <laughs> like a, like a, like a four by four truck? Like a Chevy? Does that thing got a Hemi? Yeah. It's like a... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fine. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I'm imagining it's like the thing that you see in in like movie, like old time movies, where like you yes. know the farmer has like a bunch of hay in the back of a wagon. And he's Just on like the a horse. He's like, "Where are you heading?" Yeah, don't put the horse before the cart. Uh-huh. One ha- horse power. Put the horse before the cart. <laughs> Rule number one. So funny. Well, the couple was astonished, puzzled, and Mrs. Crouch was fearful that this was a sign from God of terrible things to come. <laughs> But the Crouch's cat was pretty happy Fuck yeah, as dude. it went out <laughs> to the yard and started to eat the pieces of meat from the sky. fucking rolling around at him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the best he's saying on his kitty deathbed. Yeah. It was the best meat I've ever had. <laughs> gather around, gather around, kittens. Let let old Grandpa tell you a tale. No, you're full of shit, Grandpa. No, there was meat for miles as far as the kitty <laughs> I could see. The fanciest feast ever. <laughs> <laughs> Word spread quickly in the community, and soon the people from the surrounding area came to see what had happened. Scientists also showed up hoping to figure out what the substance could possibly be, and more importantly, to figure out why it had happened. 
An old local hunter sampled the meat, and he thought it was bear meat. He wasn't the only one who was curious enough to try it. I know. I was thinking about bringing my meatloaf tray, like all these people, (laughs) like bringing like casserole trays and shit. All right. We're going to do a blind mystery meat taste test. All right. Apparently, they they didn't even cook it. They just. Ew. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe cook it. I I mean, I I guess they're they're really tiny. (laughs) There's like the lady there. She's like, my God, that's horrible. I have all this macaroni and cheese that could use some, you know, meat. (laughs) Oh, I have this beefless (laughs) mac and cheese. If only there was some way. I've got my stroganoff (laughs) going. No beef. Well, another local man also sampled a piece for himself, and he thought it was probably mutton or venison. <sighs> fucking gamey. Victorians, man. Sounds gamey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Victorians just, man, they just lived a fast and furious life, man. They sure did. Yeah, did. Eating mystery meats. <laughs> raw. <laughs> yeah, raw. Ew. Well, these conclusions did nothing to explain things. It really only complicated the situation and confused everyone even more. <laughs> so the Crouches decided to collect some pieces of the unidentified flesh, and they bottled them up and sent them to different labs to have the samples analyzed. The first theory was that the substance wasn't meat at all, but nostoc. Nostoc is a cluster of bacteria that, when exposed to water, swells to a gelatinous substance that resembles seaweed. However, lab tests confirmed that the samples were actually cartilage, muscle, and lung tissue. Damn. Speaking of lung tissue, Dr. Alan Hamilton claimed his findings concluded that the origin of this (laughs) lung tissue was that of a horse or a human child. It's quite a discrepancy there. (laughs) It's either a horse or a baby. (laughs) I know. Like, jeez. Get out of here, Dr. Hamilton. Yeah, right. I, I mean, that must have shocked the public for sure, but... Um, they, you were the eating hum- baby. Yeah. The human child oh. theory seemed to be dismissed pretty quickly. Oh, I'm sure after no, no, that no, was... No, 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 I'm no, sure no, that no, was swept yeah. under the rug pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, these next two theories are wildly ridiculous. However, I'm pretty sure this guy was trying to be funny. Um, William, Living- William Livingston Alden... He was a humorist and fiction writer, and he came up with these two explanations as of what he thought the cause of the phenomenon was. And this is from his publication, Domestic Explosives and Other Six-Column Fancies. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) A terrible suspicion has since grown up that the shower actually consisted of finely hashed citizens of Kentucky (laughs) who had been caught up in a whirlwind while engaged in a little difficulty with Bowie knives and strewn over their astonished state. So he's basically saying two guys got in a knife fight and got picked up by a tornado and were, like, strewn (gasps) about the yard. Meat tornado, Mm. all right. That is, like, the most political Mad Magazine fucking cartoon I've ever seen in my head. That's so silly. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That is goofy. I love it. That's that's fucking great. So the second one is um, a bit of a long excerpt, but I, I and I tried to cut it down, but I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> and this is his second theory. The most obvious conclusion is that the Kentucky shower of meat was really a meteoric shou- shower. According to the present theory of astronomers, an enormous belt of meteoric stones constantly revolves around the sun, and when the earth comes in contact with the belt, she is soundly pelted. Similarly, we must suppose that there revolves about the sun a belt of venison, mutton, and other meat, divided into small fragments, which are precipitated upon the earth whenever the latter crosses their path. Of course, the scientific persons will sneer at this explanation, inasmuch as they have not been the first to propose it, and will deny that there are any grounds whatever for a belief in the existence of cosmical meat. Yeah, cosmic meat. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, he was probably dying when he was writing that. Yeah. <laughs> but if they believe in a hypothetical belt of meteoric stones, simply because certain stones occasionally fall upon the Earth's surface, why should the gnat believe in a possible belt of fresh meat? Now that particles of venison and mutton have fallen on Mrs. Crouch and her appreciative cat, if they revive the theory, now generally abandoned that the meteoric stones are fragments of an exploded planet, 
then we may require them to admit that the Kentucky shower consisted of fragments of exploded inhabitants who formerly occupied the wrecked planet. Doubtless, their final argument will be that their instruments show them no traces of meat in the solar system or interstellar spaces. Oh, he just stuck it to those nerds. Man, I just saw like a fucking ribeye like just hit a satellite and just like jiggle a little bit in space. Like, It's just so absurd. I I honestly want to read more funny. of his stuff because it's yeah, just... Yeah, it sounds pretty funny. It's wacky. Yeah. It's like he's smart ass. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I think he wrote for the New York Times too, which is really funny. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, all joking aside, there is a final theory. This one did not get much attention at the time, but it seems to be the most plausible. Dr. Kastenbein had received a sample of the meat and he set it on fire when he got it. The meat emitted a scent of rancid mutton. The experiment brought him to this conclusion and he wrote, quote, The only plausible theory explanatory of this anomalous shower appears to me to be that suggested by the old Ohio farmer the disgorgement of some vultures that were sailing over the spot from their immense height. The particles were scattered by the prevailing wind over the ground. The variety of tissue discovered, muscular, connective, fatty, structureless, etc., can be explained by only this theory. So, it turns out that vultures will vomit as a defense mechanism in order to lighten yeah. their load for a quicker getaway if they feel yeah, threatened. Yeah, they do. All <laughs> over themselves. On their feet. <laughs> so if one vulture pukes, then they all will puke. I I had an ex-boyfriend that would, would parody, parody that all the time with himself and say, like, if he was attacked, he would just throw up all over himself. And, <laughs> you know. That's Great defense mechanism, thing. yeah. I mean, that, yeah, totally. You get in a bar fight, if someone wants to kick your ass, just puke on yourself, and you're good. <laughs> that's gross. Yeah, it's real gross. But I mean, it <laughs> seems to be perfectly plausible. Like, oh yeah, duh, sure. right? I did. You should just remind me. I, I I just came across this video randomly, and it was gross, but it's it's kind of um, <laughs> it applies. But it was um like this like uh you know parasailing tour guide he yeah. was like strapped oh. to you know had this woman strapped to him he had the gopro and he's like yeah yeah and then she just starts <laughs> she just starts vomiting <laughs> everywhere so they're like oh up in the God. air over this beach so like at some point puke's just gonna <laughs> fall on some people oh my god and she was like several times puking like it was it was very just falls on this like hot babes like butt because they got those like thong uh shoot this for my instagram (laughs) and she's just like it's just like one drip and she's like what was that and then like what's the girlfriend like i don't know (laughs) should we try it (laughs) it smells like hot dogs and funnel cake <laughs> Smells like Taco Bell. <laughs> Let's oh. try it. <laughs> and Natty Ice. That's so weird. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only problem with this theory is that Mrs. Crouch never mentioned seeing a huge flock of vultures in the yard that day. I didn't see those vultures. I didn't see those vultures. I didn't see no vultures. I don't even know what spam is. <laughs> Now, with that amount of meat that fell, a horse wagon full, you think that she would have mentioned it? So, although this theory seems like it must be the answer, this strange occurrence is still unsolved. That's that's too much, man. That's too much for (laughs) vultures because, like, they ain't got that much in their bellies, and that'd have to be like I know that'd have to be like fifty vultures, man, like (laughs) thirty at least. Yeah, it's uh, gotta be like fifty vultures. How much vulture puke can fill up a horse wagon? That's what I want to know. I'll leave that question to the philosophers. You know. Yeah. Well, I'm a vulture puke farmer. I can tell you. Well, my daddy was a puke farmer. His daddy before him. <laughs> well, you know, it's still it's, un- it's it's still unsolved. So we'll probably never know exactly what happened to cause oh, the Kentucky man. meat shower. I wonder what happened to all the people that tried it. Like, I wonder if anything happened later on that, like, we don't even know about. Like, you maybe, know? like, even if it's just something small where they all lost, like, one tooth. Like, it just, <laughs> just right in the back or something. 
Or they all uh, got ass cancer. <laughs> I'm sure they ass ate cancer. worse for breakfast, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah. It was, it was like, you said 1800s, right? 18, uh, yeah, 1876. Oh, yeah, they were eating. I mean, probably everything was poisoned. Totally. That's probably the, the least worst thing they ate. Yeah, in Kentucky. <laughs> oh, especially Kentucky. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I, that sucks. I guess, I mean, I don't know. The vultures thing is the most plausible, but it's mm-hmm. also like, eh, I don't know. It's well, it's it's the opposite of chocolate. Well, right? and also was the was the wagon full? Is that just a, a, a um, you know, are they just kind of eyeballed it and just said it out loud? Yeah, like or or, or like was it <laughs> yeah. like an exaggeration? You know, um, it might have been. I mean, if, apparently the yard was covered for fifty by hundred yard area. So, so. yeah. So I guess they had like a bunch of vultures oh, that maybe disgusting. like like they all did, I don't know they'd have to like Wait, have eaten several corpses. Wouldn't it be crazy if it was like reoccurring and like it, it happened on like really like adamant vegans farm, like oh. where they have like you know all kinds of vegetables and you know animals <laughs> and stuff and sunflower. Just... What's that on your forehead? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Well, apparently there have been more meat showers throughout history. I I didn't really look into any of the other ones, but oh okay, uh, oh, it'd be worth showers. checking out see what they came up with as far as we the should, conclusion. We should went. open a food yeah. truck where you know you, there's just like showers on the outside, <laughs> all around, and you come and you pay for what flavor you want. You get we douse you with gravy, meat gravy. And it's boiling hot. And you okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah I, I hadn't heard anything about it. I just, I just Me knew. Um, I just, I just heard it mentioned a couple times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny as hell. <laughs> so my last one, I titled "Storms of Creatures." Ooh, this one's pretty funny too. So one of the earliest accounts of animals raining from the sky was by our good friend Pliny, the Roman philosopher and naturalist around the first century CE. I saw this mentioned in, in many articles about him writing about it, but uh, none of them gave like what book or chapter he mentioned it. And I tried to do some searches and I just couldn't find the, uh, you know, Passages. the excerpt. Yeah. yeah. You think there'd be plenty of that? all the historians are laughing heartily (laughs) i'm using that one on my next lecture or the the, the scholar laugh where they're just like (laughs) 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 so one article noted that he was skeptical of the idea that animals just rain down from the sky but instead gave the explanation that certain animals like fish and frogs grew from the ground after heavy rains. Well, and it's too bad they're, it's not, you know, raining men. It's animals. <laughs> that wouldn't happen until the 90s. Or, no, 70s? <laughs> yeah. 80s. 70s? Was that 80s, 70s? 80s. 80s. Nice. Okay. Oh, yeah, you got to watch the video. There's neon and everything, I think. Hell, yeah. <laughs> I, have you guys ever seen that, like, that, like, meme illustration where it's, like, the women in that group dancing there's like men their corpses are everywhere <laughs> from falling from the sky. <laughs> yeah they're like dancing and it's just like blood like dead men everywhere because <laughs> they would totally die yeah it's it funny um so uh athenius who is a greek scholar writing in the third century ce he wrote about um it raiding animals in his work okay i really tried the Dipnosophist. It's di- raining men. <laughs> Hallelujah, it's raining men. The Dipnosophist. <laughs> so, quote, In Paeonia and Dardania it has, they say, before now, rained frogs. And so great has been the number of these frogs that the houses and the roads have been full of them. And at first, for some days... The inhabitants endeavoring to kill them and shutting up their houses endured the pests. But when they did no good, but found that all their vessels were filled with them, and the frogs were found to be boiled up and roasted with everything they ate, and when besides all this, they could not make use of any water, nor put their feet on the ground for the heaps of frogs that were everywhere, and were annoyed also by the smell of those that died, they fled the country. 
Wait, so they they tried to eat the frogs and like make the best of it? No, so I, th- I think he was saying like there were so many that it was like getting into food and then people were just like cooking or roasting him up by accident. Man, just like throw that shit back on the oven and boil that frog. Ain't <laughs> you ever had frog legs? Dang. Damn. It sounds like a really cute infestation, you know, except for the dead ones, of course, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I mean, there's so many dead frogs that these people just felt like they had to actually leave their countries. Oh, goodness. Yeah. That's, That's a lot crazy. of dead frogs. That's a lot of That's dead frogs. a lot frogs. of dead frogs. <laughs> so the phenomenon of creatures raining down from the skies has been recorded from the Middle Ages up to today as well. Not just fish and frogs have been reported, though those are the most common. Rats, worms, spiders, jellyfish, and other small critters, both on <gasps> land and in the sea, have been said to spontaneously fall from the sky. Oh. oh my god! I so about two years ago, I was in Portland and we had um, a shit ton of ravens around, like really big ones. And one dropped, like I'm talking, like this close to my face. Boof! A rat in front of me, like from the sky. Holy shit! And like it had like this, like ah, like it died <laughs> in a horrible way, kind of thing. <laughs> and I thought to myself, I was like, I was half a second away from that fucker like sliding down my face oh like, god totally dude. getting a face full of oh. rat dead rat but like cannot imagine that shit the, oh mondays right rats. no <laughs> all i can think about is that patent joke oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good rat, like the rat's splat. like ah. biggest rat i've ever seen it's like danny devito in a rat costume <laughs> <laughs> I gotta rewatch that, man. That's that, that's just got that's yeah. like top five favorite bits, man. Yeah, it's yes. great. It's just fucking <laughs> hilarious. Kind of love Pat Oswald. Me too. Oh, me too. Yeah. So, um, and it's not just animals that spontaneously fall from the sky. Um, rocks and even gold coins have been reported to have fallen from the sky. Ooh. Just like a bunch of them. Yeah, that's poltergeist shit. That's a like fucking sweet rings, day. Yeah. <laughs> I want some gold coin rain. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah me dude. Too. Send me a gold hoard, yeah. Yeah, right. So in the Middle Ages, uh, some accused goblins or other supernatural entities as causing the bizarre phenomenon. So they, you know, it'd be like brownies or or whatever would be like just, you know, playing tricks on people. You know, I just don't blame goblins enough. I I think I'll go ahead and say it. Goblins have been a scapegoat for too long. (laughs) I just don't. I don't, you know. Thanks, Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. Call you hot take Kate. Hot take Kate. <laughs> We're hot take Kate. Goblin woke. <laughs> so in more recent times, these creature storms have been seen as a miraculous intervention. Uh, a festival that began in 1997 celebrates the yearly fall of fish. For more than a century, fish have fallen from the sky in the small village of Yarrow in Honduras. Uh, I'm moving there. The event can occur up to four times in a year. Wow. Yeah. They call this time my fucking my fucking uh, skillet out every fucking moment. Just like watering the lawn. Just hopes it'll happen. (laughs) So they call this time of celebration Luvia de Pes. I I probably fucked that up so bad, but yeah, it's a small village. And then it's just like this bounty of fish just like pours on the city. I mean, that sounds oh, yeah. cute too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I got my butter. I got my lemon. I am ready. Mm-hmm. Got my salt. That's got magical. my garlic. Let's let's do this. Let's get it on. <laughs> so one might think of a biblical plague or miracle when hearing these stories, and some speculate that this phenomenon might have influenced stories such as the plagues of Egypt. Yeah. So. How can animals just fall from the fucking sky, dude? I mean, question. how can they fall, Chris? How Heather? How can they fall from the sky? I know. Maybe apparently a raven can be responsible sometimes. Yes, they can. They do it. They do that often. <laughs> Lots of birds do it here. I could attest. Uh-huh. <laughs> so during a storm, if the winds are strong enough, small whirlwinds, water spouts, and mini tornadoes can form. <laughs> So if small creatures are caught within these small tornadoes, basically, they can be picked up and carried several miles away. (laughs) It's so funny because they were saying like sometimes they get carried so high up um, that they'll actually be frozen sometimes. Those are so high up there. Baby things. God, it's hard to be a little little tiny animal. I know. Ask us, man. We know. 
I think it's the, the rapture, and then they just get smacked right down to earth, frozen first. Mm-hmm. That's rough. Yeah. What a shitty way to die. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, this isn't like too far of a stretch as, you know, strong winds like hurricanes and like huge tornadoes can pick up trees, people like fucking just buildings. So, you know, animals really that doesn't seem out of the realm of possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. So fish are the most common creature to fall from the sky, which I had kind of previously mentioned. But that's the account that we get the most is it's fish. Mm -hmm. So and, you know, and that's obviously like a whirlwind comes down. Or a water spout, water spout comes down over a school of fish and just yeah. sucks the whole school up. That's <laughs> that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. it's cute. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of cute. It's it's, it's kind of sad, but it's it's kind of yeah. It's cute very too. sad. <laughs> it's just like a pleasant, just like you're standing outside, like oh fish, oh oh, like what's <laughs> going on, dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> you get impaled in the skull by an urchin. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. Ooh, ouch. Yeah, ouchie. <laughs> Not so cute anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so here are a couple just uh, other more modern accounts. Um, I got these from the Library of Congress. Okay. So, quote, on October 23rd, 1947, a biologist with the Louisiana Department of Wildlife was eating breakfast at a restaurant in Marksville, Louisiana, when the waitress told him and his wife that fish were falling from the sky. And he said, quote, there were spots on Main Street in the vicinity of the bank, a half block from the restaurant, averaging one fish per square yard. Automobiles and trucks were running over them. Fish also fell on the roofs of houses. I personally collected from Main Street and several yards on Monroe Street a large jar of perfect specimens and preserved them in formalin in order well, to distribute them among various museums. I bet you're nice. so proud of that joke. You know what? Fish. He wasn't seeing fish. He was seeing dollar signs. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> when when life gives you fish, sky. you make fish money. Yeah, cash fish money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that fish money. I got that fish money. I got that fish money. <laughs> so, uh, and here's another one. On June 7th, 2005, thousands of frogs rained on a small town in northwestern Serbia. Climatologists describe the phenomenon as, quote, not very unusual because the strong winds that accompanied the storm could have easily picked up frogs. Aw. Yeah, I know. Aw. And uh, here's my last one. At the end of February 2010, residents of a small Australian town saw hundreds of spangled perch fall from the sky. Christine Balmer was walking home when the fish, when the rain fish started to fall. These fish fell in their hundreds and hundreds all over the place. The locals were running around everywhere to pick them up. <laughs> to eat them, I'm sure, because it's awesome. Free fish, dude. Yeah. Oh, Skyfish, yeah. no less. Skyfish, Sky man. Skyfish, no less. This would be the blessed, blessedest burrito fish fry ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what I got. So, oh, yeah. Man. Yay. That was cute. I yeah, it's, it's a cute one. Yeah, there was so much, so many things falling from the sky, and it happens episode. all over the world. Like it's it's happened in Japan, parts of China. I mean, like yeah. it, it just wherever a strong wind and and you know like some sort of mini tornado can happen, it's it might might rain animals. Who knows? Well, I'll, well, I'll be to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I just seen about everything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so these strange phenomenon and like other like them, like the ones we've been talking about, are some of the least talked about natural wonders of our world. And that's just something I was kind of thinking about as doing this is, you know, we have all the great like natural monuments and mysteries, but like these are just really incredibly, I mean, just wondrous events that happen. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, and and it's interesting to think back to a time when like the workings of our environment and weather weren't understood. And then the imagination could just run wild with thoughts of like vengeful or merciful gods or trickster entities or supernatural plagues and curses. Absolutely. I mean, that's terrifying if you don't know anything about science or shit about dick. (laughs) 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 I'm just kidding. That was rude. I don't know what I got. I don't know shit about dick, man. (laughs) I'm not a meteorologist. (laughs) Oh, boy. 
But I think these, you know, talking about this was fun because it's it's things like these that really pull us out of the mon the mundane and predictable, and they kind of reel us. Uh, get that into the absurd. <laughs> yeah, showing us that life can be unexpected. Yeah, God, I'm just hoping that the fish fall for me. I just, I just wish <laughs> yeah. that. I would love to just see something like that once. Well, I just want to eat yeah. the fucking shit out of those guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna eat them, frogs, fish. I don't care, but not rats. I'm not going there. <laughs> no, 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 no. Did the rat run away when it fell? Oh no, it was stone dead. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it still had that petrified terror, supposedly. Yeah, yeah, oh, they God. do that sometimes. Oh God. That's gross. Uh, yeah, that's, that's gross. gross. I'll have a picture of it. I'll send it to you. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so I got I got nothing else. Yeah, I mean, what else do you say? Yeah. <laughs> Chocolate rain. Sun farts, man. Sun farts. It's raining men. <laughs> I mean, all of it. All of it. Yep. Great. <laughs> Kentucky meat showers. And now I want stroganoff. I'm just so hungry now. <laughs> Ooh, I am. I am very hungry. Yeah. So I guess we should do socials then. Yeah. God, stop saying beef stroganoff. Oh. <laughs> I really want some. So you can follow us on Facebook at Under the Pendulum Podcast, on Instagram at Under Pendulum Podca- Podcast, Podcast, Twitter <laughs> at Twitter at Twitter at at Twitter in Twitter around Twitter near Twitter Twitter pendulum underscore pod and you can find all our episodes on Spotify iTunes Podbean Google Podcasts Stitcher the iHeartRadio app or almost anywhere else you listen to your pods and we're also on TikTok which we're doing a very bad job we're gonna try to do better I know that but that is um under pendulum podcast yes nice very proud of proud of the TikTok very proud of you, Heather. I know. We need to get our faces <laughs> out there now. Ah. Faces. Gorgeous. Ugh, TikTok. Well, you can find my gorgeous mug on Facebook at Heather Thomas. Instagram, mm. h.n.thomas. Twitter, at Heather W. Thomas. And you can hear my narrations on Creepy Tales to Terrify and Chilling Tales for Dark Nights. Nice. And you can find me in the Smithsonian Library. Um... No, you can find me on uh, Instagram under Frothy Star Dog. <laughs> and you can find me bathing in blood rain on Instagram rain. at Christopher Weber 13V and on Facebook by searching for Christopher Weber. <laughs> Woo! Heck yeah. Well, thanks for everybody for joining us for this one. Uh, we'll be back with another one. That's right. And don't forget and, your umbrella. Uh, That's know, right. Uh, hopefully it'll rain meatballs for you. I know. I got the after <laughs> Halloween blues too. Oh, me too. I know. Sucks. Same. Makes me sad. Yep. Got Halloween withdrawals. That's okay. We'll see each other soon for Thanksgiving. Yay. That's right. <laughs> Yay. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. You be good now. Ciao. <laughs>